Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest, Catherine Christmas, Regimental Commander of the South Carolina Corps of Cadets. Cadet Christmas will cover the challenges cadets face to include navigating the 24-hour cadet schedule, hoops cadet leaders have to jump through to get any real changes made for the Corps, and concerns about lowering standards at the Citadel. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. Thank you for joining us for today's Leadership on Demand's podcast. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast. I'm very excited to present today's guest, uh, Cadet Catherine Christmas, who is the regimental commander this year, academic year 21-22. Cadet Christmas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Uh, let's let's just jump right in. Um, what do you think the greatest challenge is that cadets face uh, today? I think the greatest challenge cadets face today is finding the opportunities to get in touch with other cadets. We do so much here on campus, and there's so many opportunities for cadets to do other things and grow themselves as individuals. But finding the time to be that leader and to talk to their cadets, if they have subordinates or even their peers, is a challenge that we face today because. We need that time to grow other people as, as cadets and leaders. So I think of time at the Citadel as like the 24-hour cadet schedule. A cadet wakes up, he checks his uh, canvas or he checks his phone, his or her phone, and it's like, oh, we got to go to this, oh, got to go to that. And they're, they're sort of pulled along. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir, a little bit. So I talked with a few alumni over the past few weeks, and they said when I was here, I didn't really have much to do other than schoolwork and maybe intramurals. But now we have so many clubs that cadets are a part of. We have religious services. We have, we have also have intramurals. We have even more academics. It's just a lot of places that cadets are being pulled. And so finding that time, and we have sanctioned time for ESP, so we can't really touch it. But finding that time throughout the day or in the morning to talk to other cadets and to get to know them is a little tougher. Where do you think that time comes from? It's got to come from somewhere. You've got to say, hey, what we're doing here is not as important as unstructured time or time to think or reflect or be with our peers, where does that time come from, do you think? Well, a lot of people use formation to use that time. Mm -hmm. And I know personally I walk around every Thursday during ESP because being regimental commander, I have that opportunity and that privilege to, and I walk around and I talk to people in each battalion. I go and I choose a random room and I say, how are you doing? I check up on them. And I think people can do that now, but it's just tougher because of the rules we have in place. The rules for... Evening study period. Oh, for for ESP, for evening study period, right? So, what are you are you suggesting a little more flexibility with ESP, perhaps? A little, but I think cadets might may also abuse that time mm-hmm. and do other things with it. But having the time, and I think we can use LTP for that time. That yeah. would be a great time to just. We're all in the battalion. We all have that break in in classes. We can go to lunch. You can go to lunch with your your peers, your subordinates, and you can get to know them. And you can use LTP as that time to grow other people. Very interesting. Another thing that interests me about time at the Citadel is sleep. You know, you, you see cadets on Citadel Safari and other places who are just absolutely zonked. And it's almost, you almost look at them fast asleep. You think this cannot just be their own fault. 
Do you think cadets get enough sleep? And do you, what could we do to, to get them more rest? Personally, I do not get enough sleep. Yeah. And I know I have a lot on my plate because of regimental commander, but I there are some some cadets who, yes, they, they could sleep all day and nothing, nothing bothers them, nothing they have to do. There are a few cadets that do not get enough sleep. They put so much on their plate that they want to do mm-hmm. and they don't prioritize mm-hmm. that they stay up to one or two and then wake up at six for formation. For regimental PT, yeah, it's very and early. They, they just don't prioritize the time, but... Honestly, because academics here is different from academics from other places because they take this into account. But I think, honestly, with regimental PT, regimental PT for me does not do anything. Yeah. It does All not right. for me. For other people, maybe, because that's the only time they have to work out. Mm-hmm. Because they prioritize other things. But being here at the Citadel, we have standards. Right. And that PT test holds us to the standard. So regimental PT gets those that don't otherwise PT to the standard? Which is supposed to. Right. But people still fail. Hmm. So if we have regimental PT and people still fail the PT test, is regimental PT still effective? So my thought is, why do we have that time and we can give that time back to cadets and sleep and have them get more rest and do better in academics when then they can prioritize other time to do PT on their own and then pass the PT test? I am very much enjoying this conversation. I, I want to know, you know, you just took over as regimental commander. What... What surprised you when you took over as regimental commander? I mean, was there anything you got in the seat, you're in charge, you know, knobs show up, and oh my gosh, I did not expect this. The hoops I have to jump through to make decisions. Because I do have a lot of say as a cadet and as cadet regimental commander, but in the end, it's either if I want to change something big like regimental PT, it almost goes all the way up to combat and DOB. It's not just I'm going to cancel PT for the sake of cadets need this. Even if I want to cancel PT after an FTS weekend, where cadets don't have the weekend to themselves to get that sleep, they're off at Fort Benning, Fort Jackson, Paris Island. We still might have PT the next morning, even though I've been like, hey, this is, I see that cadets need sleep. We're going to give them back to sleep. It's still up to people above me because in the end, I just make the smaller decisions in the core. Hmm. Okay. Well, that is a very good answer. I uh, I wonder what else, you know, that so that surprises you. It sounds like you don't have as much, um, uh, maybe, maybe authority is not the right word, but the ability to actually lead the Corps of Cadets in the way you want to all the time. What are, do you have any other examples of that? I think people would find that just fascinating. Anything else besides, you know, managing regimental PT that you think, gosh, as as regimental commander, I wish I could fill in the blank. I wish I could, and I already touched on this, focus more on the cadets and give them the time back that they need to be successful because a lot of cadets here are failing, because not failing just academics, but failing in talking with other people, getting that academic, getting that PT, getting that growth where they need to because of how much time we take away from them. Mm-hmm. And I would like to give it back, but because of the hoops I have to jump through, even if I can give something back just a little bit, it's still harder for me, and people people talk, and you're like, I'm trying my best, mm-hmm. and they think you have that power, and then you just you just have to roll with it. Okay. Uh, do you think does anything in your opinion prevent the Citadel from becoming the institution that it could be? Is there is there something that sort of stands in the way, an obstacle uh, in your opinion uh, that prevents? when we graduate a principal leader and people out in the broader world think of that Citadel graduate, that ring wearing principal leader. Um, is there anything we're not training them to do that people would expect us to train them to do? 
I feel like the Citadel has gone to a state of we are not upholding ourselves and holding ourselves to this standard, accountability of ourselves, and we're letting the tax do it for us. Hmm. And so because it's become a, not a tradition, but something that happens over and over, a reoccurrence, mm-hmm. because it's become a reoccurrence that the tax will correct and we don't, mm-hmm. we've become more of a, oh, hey, listen, I'm going to be buddy-buddy instead of I'm going to hold you accountable and I'm going to hold you to the standard, which correlates in the real world where, okay, I'm going to let this slide, but then it could backfire. Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, with the tax being pulled back, and Colonel Gordon's doing a very good job of this, pulling the tax back and having them just be that I'm here as a mentor, come to me if you need advice, I'll only go out on the field if there's an emergency like a coach would, mm-hmm. letting that those cadets start taking those roles mm-hmm. back and being that accountability for other cadets, whether above or below, I think that's helping us in the way to be more principal leader. Mm-hmm. Is that, that sounds like a cultural issue, like a command climate kind of issue. So, I mean, I guess you work with the commandant to say, can we can we keep the tax in their office and let the corps correct and redress the corps itself? Yes, sir. I pushed very hard the beginning of first semester because the first SMI, I wanted it to be cadet run. Mm-hmm. Give the leaders of the corps the opportunity to be hanging hey, correct this instead of tax going through rooms and saying, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, you're getting pulled. Hmm. I said, Colonel Gordon, can you take this, the tax, have them step back? I don't want them in rooms. They can do a few PAIs. I don't want anything else. I want them to be there if the cadets have advice. What's a PAI? A personal appearance inspection. Oh, I see. Okay. During the Saturday morning inspections. But and that first of mine went great. Yeah. Cadets were doing very well. We had, we still had polls, and that's what the tax were afraid of, that no, nobody was going to be polled. I don't know why they look at polls is the only way to correct cadets, but in my personal opinion, correcting cadets doesn't have to be through a poll. It can be through extra military instruction, EMI. Go clean the bathroom. If you miss PT for an hour, go do this for an hour. Right. You don't have to sit 15 cons. Sure. What is the right number of tax? In my opinion. In your opinion. In my opinion, sir, I think there should be two. One battalion tech and one battalion tech NCO. Hmm. The battalion tech NCO advises the sergeant major of the battalion and all the first sergeants. The battalion TAC advises the company commanders and the battalion commander. So right now we have obviously a TAC for every company, 21 sure. plus battalion. That's a, that would be a that would be a big change. I, I no one cares about my opinion on this podcast, but I share I share that view. Um, what do you think from a cadet perspective at the Citadel? What do you think cadets are most concerned about? In what way? Well, you know, what's the zeitgeist? You know, if you if you go to Coward Hall and you're having uh, lunch or dinner with cadets and they, they are concerned about this right now that's happening or not happening at the Citadel. At the Citadel, okay. Um, or, well, I mean, we could go more generally, but I think this is a this is a this is a behind the scenes look at leadership at the Citadel. So what cadets think, I think, is probably where we should start. Right now in the core, cadets are afraid that they will be reported anonymously. Hmm. Report, they will be sniped in some way because as a leader, you take on that role and you have a target on your back. But even cadets now are just afraid of because of so many polls going through in the core. Cadets have seen, okay. The, something's going on here. So there's many more polls than usual in a year. I mean, so, freshmen don't know that, but sophomores and juniors have seen that, and even seniors, and they're just like, there's something's changing. And this is a good thing. It's going to start changing to where, okay, cadets are being more accountable, but 
What cadets are afraid of is what you asked? Mm-hmm. Or what they're most concerned about. I wouldn't say, I could be afraid, but what do they what do they think about? Like, gosh, am I going to get a job? Gosh, am I going to survive this place? Gosh, the, the it's falling apart. You know, the, the wheels are coming off the bus. Like, what what are, what are cadets thinking? And your and from your position of leadership at the top of the core of cadets. I think the core, especially seniors, think that the school will not be what it is now or what it was in the next 10 years. Sure. As in, because of what we have been told this year about how we should think, how we should train the knobs, it'll be completely different in mm-hmm. the next few years. How so? Well, with the knobs coming in after COVID, they think a lot differently than I did as freshmen hmm. and sophomores and juniors did, but, well, not my sophomores, but. The COVID year put them in a situation where they couldn't talk with other people as often as they could, as they should, mm-hmm. and get those relationships that they need. And so now, it's always what's best for themselves instead of what's best for the Citadel. Mm-hmm. A lot of knobs focus on that, and that's why I believe our attrition rate is so high because they're focusing on this. Okay, this is making me uncomfortable in the slightest way, I'm hurting the slightest way, like PT-wise, mm-hmm. oh, this this doesn't feel right, I'm quitting, I'm, I'm giving up, instead of, this is making me stronger, let me go through this. But that is one of the biggest things, because they think differently, and Colonel Gordon said, this is a leadership problem, we have to train them differently. Not really bring them up to our standards, we have to lower ourselves to their standards at first and then bring them up, hmm. which is a tough thing to do, very tough. Because of the way the Citadel <clears throat> is, we've always been, here's a standard, you will rise to meet it, Right. instead of let's go down and meet them at that standard, mm-hmm. the lower standard. It's been a very rough thing, and Cadre has seen it, all the cadets have seen it, and said, the nods this year are different. They hmm. just think differently. The danger, obviously, is that you you reduce the standard and it never it never rises back Correct. up. Do you think that is um, an, an anomaly because of the break in sociability of people for a year, and then over time we will have a more normalized uh, core of cadets in the next three five years? I mean, you said it might be a ten year problem. I uh, really hope so. I mean, we all thought COVID was going to be a few months, maybe a year problem, yeah. and it turned into a two-year problem right. and continuing. But I, I firmly believe that after a few years, we may still have this problem, in my in my personal opinion. I think that standard will continue to lower. Yeah. Now, I read a little bit about your background. You are from Easley, South Carolina? Yes, sir. I got a speeding ticket there once. It's a oh. wonderful town otherwise. <laughs> and uh, and what are you going to do when you get out of the uh, Citadel? I have a pilot slot for the Air Force. Great. That is awesome. And obviously don't know what you're going to fly yet, but do you have an aspiration? Yes, sir. So either fighters or bombers, because my grandpa was a chief master in the Air Force, and he helped develop the B-2. So that is has always been one of my dreams, is to either fly the B-2 or, or a jet. Outstanding. That would be just an incredible experience, and I'm sure you'd be great at that. Um, all right. Well, the last question I'll ask you today is, for those knobs that are coming in next year, or for students that are thinking about coming to the Citadel, you have been there, done that, and in some ways you, you, you are you're the archetype, you know, most successful cadet as a regimental commander. What, and not obviously not everyone's going to be a regimental commander, very few are, but what advice, given all the experience you have, having come through the Citadel successfully, what advice do you wish you had known 
as a knob coming in that first uh, that first year. My knob year, I took everything so seriously, very seriously. I was called a robot for a reason. <laughs> I did not smile. I did not laugh. I was locked on all the time. I did my stuff, and that's what a good cadet should be. But I also almost wasn't a person. I didn't really. I, I spent time with my my classmates, but I did not. I focused on just upholding the standard and nothing else. My advice would be: yes, uphold the standard, do those things, but it's still a school and have fun with it. You're gonna make those relationships with the upperclassmen after a few weeks. Somebody's gonna take you under their wing and be like, you know, this this is my kid. Have fun with them. Don't don't fraternize, of course, but actually know where your left and right limits are and have fun. Because I did not. I mean, I still had a great not year. Still made great relationships, but I didn't take the opportunities that were given to me where I could have had the better times. And I stayed in my room and focused a lot more on the Citadel cadet aspect. And by no means take away from that. It's still a great thing to be a great cadet. Because it's, I mean, I've been at all four years and so many other people have as well. They just haven't gotten the opportunity to be a regimental commander. Right. But taking time for yourself and time to spend with other people is very important. Well, Cadet Christmas, regimental commander of the South Carolina Corps of Cadets. It's great to chat with you. Thanks so much for the time today. Yes, sir. Thank you again. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online, and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership on Demand.